What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered, episode number 245. We're here on Thursday, December 17th. Got a nice jam-packed show for you today. So let's yeah. start off with unity. That's the big thing we've been hearing, right? Is that this oh, unity is that Joe Biden's going to unify the country and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, well, well, his people didn't get the memo, obviously. Well, it's a total fucking <laughs> why. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> um, his deputy chief of staff, in an interview the other day, let us know how she really feels about Republicans, calling us a bunch of fuckers. Yeah, and this set off an uproar. And then, not only did she come out and say. You know, that she's willing to work with Republicans, but that she doesn't have to like them. I'm like, well, that's the whole point. Yeah. That's the whole point yeah. of our argument. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, oh, they're a bunch of fuckers, but yeah, you know, I hope we can work with them. Right. Like, that makes right. That's double think right there. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah, it's makes totally ridiculous. <laughs> no sense whatsoever. You know, they always say the quiet part out loud lately, and this is the quiet part. We know they hate us, and they want us dead. It's yeah. the truth, it's what it is. And there's no reasoning with these people. And that's just how politics is in this country. And it's not going to go back to being how it was before. I mean, this is a, you know, the situation we're in has been, you know, 20 to 25 years in making in the process. Yeah. So it's not like it's just going to flip because some senile, you know, old man who could barely string together a a sentence is going to somehow unite the country. Who also fell down, by the way. Well, yeah, and he then lied about it. Yeah, that <laughs> was not – he didn't – he wasn't playing with no dog. He's no. an old guy. He took a tumble and he broke his foot, so. Mm-hmm. And they hit it, of course, and yeah. he won't answer questions from the press, yep. which, you know, it, which I was told was the most shocking affront to journalism ever when yeah. President Trump was the most accessible president we've ever had. Yeah. And Joe Biden is meeting the low bar of staying alive for now. Although he was <laughs> coughing up a storm the other day. Yeah, so he's getting vaccinated tomorrow, though. Notice how nobody asks him if he's been tested for COVID. I, I mean, like, well, this is just ridiculous. He doesn't want to answer questions, you know? The press is going back to its slumber, just like they were the lapdogs for Obama. Yep. That's how they're going to be yep. during Biden. The puff pieces are coming back. Oh, yeah. Can, can you, the other day, when he gave his, like, seven-minute speech, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. uh, after the Electoral College voted on Monday, one of the reporters was like, ooh, and Dr. Jill Biden is wearing such-and-such such shoes. And I'm like, you're talking about this this fake doctor wearing <laughs> $2,000 shoes while Americans can't feed their families because of these ridiculous lockdowns? Yeah. So out of touch. I know, that's ridiculous. So out of touch. Not to mention that the COVID relief was totally, you know, bungled because Nancy Pelosi didn't want to, you know, help, you know, Trump uh, get reelected. So oh yeah, she, it, she openly admitted that's that that that's why she stopped it. So right, it was her it was her play. Yeah. So the whole thing is just ridiculous, and unfortunately, it's the situation we find ourselves in. Um, Rand Paul came out uh, yesterday at a hearing on the 2020 election about election integrity and such, at which Christopher Krebs was testifying, who, keep in mind, is the former cybersecurity chief who's a total piece of shit, and not only came out and said that the election was, you know, totally had incredible integrity and there was no fraud whatsoever, And uh, keep in mind, this is the guy who oversaw the most significant hack of U.S. government infrastructure perhaps ever. Okay? (laughs) That's the guy who's saying, oh, yeah, there's no problem with the election. No, nothing to see here. You know, if the U.S. government infrastructure can be hacked, what's to say that Dominion voting systems can't be hacked? Right? Yeah. I mean, that's not an absurd jump. (laughs) <laughs> and everyone acts like that, you know, we're talking about like Alex Jones level of just crazy conspiracy theories. And I'm like, this is not that crazy, guys. <laughs> so, you know, I get that we're in a situation where we're probably not going to be able to overturn this. But to say that there was no fraud whatsoever is just a complete lie. Yeah. And especially when it's coming out of this guy's mouth who couldn't keep a f***ing like basic server safe. Yeah. Then I don't have too much trust in that. And Rand Paul agrees. And let's take a listen to what he had to say. 
Well, we can't just say it didn't happen. We can't just say, oh, 4,000 people voted in Nevada that were non-citizens, and we're just going to ignore it. We're going to sweep it under the rug and say, oh, the courts have decided the facts. The courts have not decided the facts. The courts never looked at the facts. The courts don't like elections, and so they stayed out of it by finding an excuse, standing or otherwise, to stay out of it. But the fraud happened. The election in many ways was stolen, and the only way it'll be fixed is by, in the future, reinforcing the law. That's actually the most <laughs> outward statement that I've seen from a sitting Republican yeah. senator saying the fraud happened. Yeah. The election in many ways was stolen. And I find that interesting because we have, of course, you know, the Electoral College voted and everybody's acting like that's the end all be all. Well, it's technically not. The Congress still has to accept those votes. Yeah. And with the way that there were competing slates of electors being sent, all you need is one U.S. senator to object on the floor, and then it becomes a floor fight. And I'm not saying that that's going to turn out in our direction, because it probably won't, but it'll be a spectacle. Yeah. And now we also have Tommy Tuberville, yeah. who's saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. And he'll be sworn in by then, because the yeah, new Congress comes yeah. in on January 3rd. So... Yeah. There's going to be a spectacle that week for sure. And, you know, like we've always said, both of us, you're never going to convince us that the election wasn't stolen. Mm -hmm. That just is what it is. Yeah. You know, the only question that was outlined there was, is anything going to happen to reverse that? Yeah. And the answer is still 99% no. No. But if you have senators that are willing to step up and fight over this, then mm -hmm. it could become interesting yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, interesting start to the year. It will be. It will be a very interesting, yeah. especially because the runoffs are the day before. Yeah. So theoretically, you could seat those people. Yeah. And if we have 52, mm -hmm. it comes close there with yeah. the votes. So yeah. if they object, I mean, I don't know. It could be an interesting thing that happens. But Rand Paul is not the type to, you know, spout bullshit. He's very much a realist. Yeah. And for him to be saying that, I just found that very interesting. Um, and we're going to talk more about the election interference stuff in a little bit. Otherwise, on Capitol Hill, we have a little bit of a leadership battle brewing. Mm. Because uh, notorious bartender Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says that we need new leadership in the Democrat Party. Because, but not me. Because they're too old. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'm not ready to be I'm speaker. I'm not ready to be speaker. I know that I couldn't do that job, but we, ju we just need to get rid of <laughs> Schumer and Pelosi. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. She's going to run for president yeah. in 2024. She I think that's going to happen. Although, I found it interesting that she basically self-admitted that she's not ready to be Speaker of the House. Well, yeah. if that's the case, then you're certainly not ready to be president. But she could be ready to be senator. Maybe. Maybe. She, can, she could, you know, she could primary challenge Schumer. Yeah. And let me tell you, she, she could win. She could win that primary. The challenge. only thing with that, though, is you can't run for both. She'd have to choose. No, I, I think she would choose Senate first. Maybe, maybe. I mean, she's guaranteed yeah. a seat unless, yeah, unless they redistrict her out. Yeah. But as we've talked about in the past, yeah, that's unlikely. That's a, also a double-edged sword because then she is definitely right. moving. You're definitely pushing her towards primary challenge because she doesn't want to leave the arena. Right. That's why I think you know? Schumer would oil the yeah, machine exactly. to make sure that she doesn't yeah. get redistributed. They'd yeah. probably get rid of like Maloney or someone yeah, like that. Like you know. That. But I mean, it, it, it is. I mean, it's it's underreported. But AOC's biggest enemy right now is not the Republican Party. It's it's the new it's the New York Democratic Party who is very afraid of her. Mm -hmm. You know she's you know she she's too far left for them obviously but you know it, listen if it's not senator I mean she she <laughs> she can run for any office statewide office in that state yeah I agree I mean she has the reach she has the the name recognition she has the purse it would be very you know if I were Cuomo or, or Schumer I'll be you know well, I was I'll, about I'll, to, I'll be looking over my shoulder you know? I was about to say potentially for governor but now it appears that Cuomo's out of the running for attorney general okay so it looks like he's yeah. staying put there he also has presidential aspirations yeah, so he does. He you does. know what'll be interesting to see is should yeah. Biden administration take office here yeah will the party just let Kamala take it or is there going to be a big incumbent fight going on? That'll be interesting to see what happens. Because 
you know, she technically will not have been elected president. Yeah. Joe's not going to last very long at all. Yeah. I give it a couple months. So yeah. she'll obviously take over. God yeah. help us. Yeah. Oh, God help us. But she'll run again. Yeah. But will they just yeah. let her cruise to it or will it be bloody? I think it'll be a little bit of both because, you know, my, my – okay. Uh, maybe I shouldn't go into that theory. What? <laughs> oh, I mean, hell, right, just hey, Okay, listen. Folks, remember Kamala wants, you know, strong gun control, right? Remember she had that mm-hmm. crazy thing about, you know, uh, executive actions on gun control when she was running for president? Well, you know what? I think there could be an, an LBJ, you know, JFK, Dallas, Grassy Knoll moment here. You know, she'll probably plot to kill Joe through yeah. shooting and then use the shooting to push gun control. Oh, God. If, if I was Kamala and I want to do that and I want to be president and get rid of this old guy who's clogging the spot, I would totally do that. That would be some true House of Cards shit right be. there. It would be. Oh, God. I mean, the guy's going to have public events. There's going to be plenty of, top, you know, Maybe. Pl- plenty of opportunities to take pot shots at him. Maybe he's going to have public events. Yeah. Not saying I want that to happen. But he we're talking about the evil of Democrats here. So He didn't have any public events during the campaign, really. Once he gets vaccinated, though, he has no excuse. Well, besides the fact that no one's going to push him on it. That's true. I mean, That's true. look at all this that... But I mean, he, he was in the bunker because, you know, I don't want to get COVID. Now he's going to get the shot tomorrow. You know, okay, what's well, your excuse? Well, you know, hiding in his basement while America was struggling to survive was enough to get him man of the year. So... Who knows what the standards now are today? Oh my god! Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Although at the same time, I think our side, you know, goes a little, you know. I mean, I know it's a story, but and it shows liberal bias. But like, I mean, Adolf Hitler was man, was Time Man of the Year. <laughs> That's true. You know, it's like, I think I think we need to calm down about like the the impact of the Man of the Year thing. No, I don't think it's an impact. Good movie. Thing. Good movie. Robin Williams. But, it's not an impact thing. It's a <laughs> like. There was so many other options. I know. Right? And better then they, options, yeah. Much better yeah, options. I, I mean, just healthcare workers in general. Yeah. Or perhaps a person behind the development yeah. of the vaccine. Or, I mean, you can... You can I would have put the Vanderbilt kicker on this. You know, or small, small business owners who, you know, are struggling to survive in yeah. this. And that's the thing that gets me. I don't yeah. really care about, like, the status of it. Yeah. I just care that... I would pick the small business right. owners. Right. Right. I can't see. I I I would have picked frontline healthcare workers, but they destroyed all their credibility when they when they came out. You know that video of them coming out in full PPE, clapping the George Floyd protesters as they as they marched by. Yeah. Like. Yeah. What do you people like? Isn't this what you said we shouldn't be doing? Yeah. You Whatever. know the the whole hypocrisy thing yeah. is is. And well, I don't care what people say. It did lead to increasing cases. Those, well, those of protests. course. I mean, of course. I mean, we all know that. I mean, I know. Yeah. I know. CNN had that piece saying, "Oh, there's no, you know, yeah, there's no spike." Also, they're wearing masks. I'm like, the mask doesn't protect you. <laughs> well, if yeah. If you're close by, if you're close to somebody with COVID and you have a mask on, you're still gonna probably gonna get it. <laughs> well, I was reading something <laughs> like, last it's night. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's not like a protective shield here. Folks. They did a study in South Korea. Yeah. And it was inside of a restaurant. Yeah. Both people were wearing masks mm-hmm. 20 feet apart, and the exposure was for five minutes, and it's still transmitted. Yeah. Did you see the, the Denmark study? No. It was a huge, huge study about masks and spread, and it was, I think, nine or 9,500 uninfected people, I believe. But the point was they thought there was going to be like a decrease in exposure and spread with wearing the mask. It was marginal. Yeah. Immensely yeah. marginal. Well, you know, remember at the beginning when that we was, were all that, saying – That was the New York Times headline, folks, uh, that said that new study says that masks might not be effective in curbing spread, but you should wear them anyway. It was, it right. was Remember it was the week of that type of – Yeah. Well, ahead. you remember at the beginning of the mm-hmm. outbreak, right, when – Everyone was trying to hoard the masks. Yeah. And the government said, well, you don't need to buy masks. Yeah. That set the tone from the beginning yeah. for speaking out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah. Now, I get why they did it at the beginning because it was a matter of, you know, security, yeah. right? But we the didn't del- have but the, the supply. But, but the delivery was botched. 
I mean, honestly, this is the beginning of the whole derailment of the whole COVID messaging aspect from the from, from this expert community. Because remember, you have Eric Eric Swalwell. I mean, granted, he is a brain cell away from being declared mentally retarded. Yeah, but that tweet is still up. Well, he's remember? already there because he was banging a That's Chinese true. spy. Yeah, and yeah didn't he, realize was, it. he was get, he was getting fang banged yeah. by you know banged by fang fang. Anyway, fang but, fang fang fang. But remember, he has the tweet's still up. You know, he hasn't deleted it. Don't, he says, "Don't wear masks." So well, yeah, what, 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 you what, had what, you know Cuomo saying the same thing. Yeah. Pelosi's like going down to Chinatown, gathering crowds. Yeah. I mean, they say, and then now their excuses. Well, we know so much more about the virus. I'm like, well, actually, we don't know that much yeah. more than we did then. Like, yeah, but the at, numbers have slightly yeah. changed, but it was still an airborne virus at the beginning, yeah. and it is now. Yeah. So what and, exactly but, 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 uh, but to the point, though, I mean, the fa- okay, that, <laughs> that still doesn't make you look good. If you don't, I mean, if we knew jack about it in, in, from the get-go, then you can't shut down people's businesses and destroy their lives. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Asians were clearly onto something with wearing the masks. Yeah. They've been yeah. doing that for a long time, yeah. not just now. Yeah. So, I don't know. The and, umbrella thing I don't get. Well, actually, I, I do get that. They don't like tanning. What do you mean umbrella thing? They wear umbrella. You know, it's a bright sunny day. They have umbrellas. Really? Yeah. Huh. They don't like. Um, honestly, I, I think it has to do with they don't like getting like too tan or burned or something. Or maybe they don't want skin yeah. cancer. Remember, peach. <laughs> peach color is 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 paramount. Yeah, Me, yeah. I, I like tanning. You know, I mean, I I I become black when I tan. <laughs> That's true. And I can yeah. remember our our coworker who's from Ethiopia was like, "Yeah, you're you're darker than me." <laughs> <laughs> I came back from the Cayman Islands because I do. I put my load and I just I just I just bake. I just bake. Yeah. Well, I like yeah. it. I don't know, but then again, I was adopted. I wasn't really. Yeah, you're yeah, like Italian. I'm pretty much like you're Asian. Yeah, I'm pretty much Italian. not very white over here. It's true. Well, according to the left, you are white anyway. Yeah, I know. Because Asians now count yeah. as white people. But let me tell you because something. They're too kidding? smart and they're too wealthy, apparently. Yeah, I know. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm totally going to use that minority status to, to hopefully jump a few slots in the COVID vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, real quick before we move on from the COVID yeah, stuff, yeah, did yeah. you see the headline the other day that was like more Americans willing to get vaccine? Including blacks. What? I'm oh like, my god! I'm like, what? And this this was from a left wing publication. I'm like, yeah. uh, it's pretty much inherently, like, that Americans includes black Blacks. Americans. Yeah, exactly. So who's the racist exactly. here? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> who, who wrote that? Was that the Nation? I, uh, no, I think it was the Hill. Oh yeah. my god! And uh, majority of America, and also the blacks. They yeah. want the vaccine. <laughs> Speaking of racists, uh, George Soros. Let's talk about him. So the other night, Tucker did a great expose on the new district attorney of Los Angeles, which we've talked about here, who basically is not enforcing any laws on violent crime. And he did a deep dive on where this guy came from and his political backing. And what a shock. The same thing we talked about all summer, where George Soros is installing district attorneys and and commonwealth attorneys and uh da you know just all over the place he's installing these left-wing people and what do you know the new la district attorney is a george soros backed guy and let's take a listen to a little bit the full clip of tucker is 12 minutes we're obviously not going to play that full clip for you let's take a listen to a little bit of it people are being robbed raped and killed in american cities right now george soros is part of the reason for that Soros has funded the campaigns of left-wing extremists in district attorney races all over the country, in cities like Philadelphia, St. Louis, Chicago, Boston. Traditionally, a prosecutor's job is to enforce the law, but Soros wanted rigid ideologues who would refuse to do that and instead let murderers and rapists go free while allowing our society itself to degrade and collapse. In Los Angeles, Soros won his biggest victory so far. In the most recent election, Soros backed a candidate for district attorney called George Gascon. Soros spent more than $2 million on Gascon's campaign. The 90-year-old Hungarian was Gascon's single biggest donor by far. In the end, Gascon won. What happened next was the entire point of the exercise. Gascon stopped enforcing the law in Los Angeles. Yesterday, we learned that he is now moving to dismiss all sentencing enhancements against an alleged double murderer, a man who's accused of murdering a Los Angeles sheriff's deputy called Joseph Solano, shooting him in the back of the head last year. That would make, if this change goes through, 
that man, the man suspected of a double murder, including of a police officer, eligible for parole. And that's the point of it. He is sinking some serious, serious money in these local elections. I mean, and you know what? I mean... <laughs> Soros spent more than $2 million yeah. on this race. But, I mean, in terms of, in, in total, I mean, I think, hasn't he spent close to $100 million in a, in a flurry of these local DA races across the country? Yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, he's sunk a ton of money. Uh, well, and you know, if you talk about, like we talked about yeah. over the summer, yeah. if you talk about George Soros, oh, yeah. no, 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 oh, I can't yeah. do that. Can't do that on Fox News. Yeah. We'll continue to Don't talk about you. George Soros because he's one of the biggest stain on of Amer stains on America. Yeah possible yeah. and he's destroying this country by buying offices especially district attorney's offices and then having them stop enforcing yeah. the law yeah it's crazy Listen, he's he should i mean the, the the left has adapted i mean usually they they didn't really care about local da races we did yeah. you know republicans cared about you know races up and down the ticket which is why you know we're, we, we've been so dominant at the state level but um especially but you know this is not good um yeah, you know it's it's they're catching on. Although at the same time, it's tempered by the fact that uh, you know the Democrats is the Democrats party, the Democratic Party's you know twenty twenty state legislature initiative totally blew up in their face this year. Yeah, which makes the they, outcome of the other flip, parts they, of the election they, even more suspicious. Uh, yeah, by the way, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not mean the Minnesota Senate didn't flip. They made, they made no no state legislative gains in Texas. So for the next, I mean, the good news is for the next decade. We have we're still in the driver's seat for the for you know redistricting for the lion's share of the of the of the houses. Well, so ironic you bring up redistricting because yeah. tomorrow is actually I think the deadline for the release of the census data, uh, yeah. uh, which then at the beginning of next year they go into the redistricting process, yeah. which thanks to the results on yeah. election day we have more control over in yeah. certain states. So, I totally forgot about that too, by the way, because we were so you know the, the census because, because no because no just the redistricting and like oh, what yeah. this year means because you know we had we had a SCOTUS fight, you know we had a whole bunch of you know the the election a whole bunch of stuff we we forget it you know the, the st state legislatures matter. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the reason I mean, it's going to be important is because most of the impact to our pocketbooks. I mean, yeah, of course, it's the federal government, but the immediate like the immediate yeah. like, like you know lighting of that of, of your wallet or or not. Comes from from the state capital, especially well, the local county commissioners too. Those local the county the county commissioner races. I mean, grew up in Jersey, man. Those county executives, my God. Oh, the whole thing's em corrupt. Emperor Palpatine's yeah. over there. We have an Emperor Palpatine system over there. The but. county executive in Mercer County yeah. is one of the most corrupt individuals I've seen in my lifetime, yeah. and it only gets and worse. Kickbacks upon kickbacks. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Everything's and, everything's laced with a little goody trail for these people. Unfortunately for us here in Virginia, it's controlled yeah. by Democrats, but yeah. we did just pass a referendum that establishes a redistricting commission. Okay. So it's not left up to the yeah. the Democrats. Yeah. Technically, yeah. it's supposed to be a nonpartisan commission, which, you know, you yeah. know how that goes, right? Yeah. But they're supposed to have somewhat normal people. It's not just elected officials yeah. deciding this. Yeah, it's not going to be like you know Center for American Progress at the helm of that board. Well, I'm sure there will be a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be big, and that's going to play a huge role in the 2022 midterms and throughout the rest of the decade. Um, you could see cases where Democrats are just completely you know, decimated off of the map, and we create these Republican seats. It's going to be very possible in a lot of these states, but we'll have to see what happens. Uh, continuing on the election point here. So yesterday was that election hearing on Capitol Hill. Uh, it had actually a few interesting moments. So we talked about the Rand Paul one, and we played that clip for you. But Senator Ron Johnson, who's not, you know, ultra right wing, right? He's pretty right wing, yeah. but not like, you know you know, way out in right field, right? Yeah. He's the chairman he's of the... He's reliably Home Republican. Right, right. He's yeah. a good vote for us. Yeah, he's and he's, he's the chairman of the Senate Homeland Security Committee and Governmental Affairs Committee. So he went on a basically rant yesterday because Senator Gary Peters from Michigan, which no idea how he won that race, by the way. Only yeah. explanation is fraud. Although he had... Yeah. No one knew who the f*** he was. Yeah, I mean, it's true, but he keeps on surviving. <laughs> I but, mean, whatever. But, you know, isn't it interesting that yeah. in Michigan... Biden got 100,000 more votes than Gary Peters, right? But Gary yeah. Peters got just enough to get him across the finish line. Yeah. 
it's clearly yeah, coordinated yeah, yeah, operation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come it's, on. It's, I, yeah, I'm not saying it's fishy. Yeah. But the, the, the clock ran out in terms of proving that, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing was, the deck was always stacked against us. Yeah. Right? As yeah. Republicans, yeah. we just have to accept that fact. Like, it's yeah. always going to be stacked against us. Yeah. That's why Trump was so dangerous. Yeah. They felt their power slipping away. Yeah. And it's still slipping away from the institutions. Yeah. For sure. People don't trust the media. No. Right? So. Especially now, all this COVID panic porn stuff. Yeah. So, Ron Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, he went out there basically. And let's take a listen to what he had to say because he was pissed that Senator Peters. Basically, using Russian disinformation, tried to smear Ron Johnson as some Russian asset, which is just so ironic. Let's take a listen to that. I just have to talk about Russian disinformation because the people peddling it are not on my side of the aisle. Senior Democrat leaders, including ranking member Peters, you know, were involved in a process of creating a false intelligence product that was supposed to be classified, they leaked to the media that accused Senator Grassley, the president pro tem of the Senate, and myself of accepting and disseminating Russian disinformation from Andrei Durkash. I'd never heard of the person until they brought it up. Senator Peters introduced that, direct, that false information, Russian disinformation, into our investigation record. 50 people associated with the intelligence community during the, our, after our Hunter Biden investigation and the revelations of the Hunter Biden computer said, oh, this is, you know, this is Russian disinformation. Now we find out, no, it's a real investigation by the Justice Department. So it's, it's just galling, and I just have to point out that the purveyors of Russian disinformation, Hillary Clinton's campaign, the DNC, the Steele dossier, the ranking member Peters accusing Senator Grassley and I of disseminating uh, Russian disinformation, that's where the disinformation is coming. That's where the false information, the, the lies, the false allegations. I can't sit by here and listen to this and say that this is, this is not disinformation, this hearing today. This is getting information we have to take a look at to restore confidence in our election integrity. We, we're not going to be able to just move on without bringing up these irregularities, examining them, and providing an explanation. And this all has to do with the Hunter Biden investigation, yeah. which the Senate report came out, remember, and it was fully accurate, but it was termed as a Russian disinformation project by mm-hmm. the most trustworthy of deep state officials. And now we find out after the election, it's all true. And I found I saw a survey the other day that said 10% of people that voted for Joe Biden would not have. Yes. If they knew about yeah. the Hunter Biden scandal. Yeah. That's, and do you know that's, why that's they didn't much. know about the Hunter Biden scandal? Well, it's because the liberal media you know, suffocated with a pillow. Not only did the liberal media suffocate it with a pillow, big tech suffocated it. Yes. And they put all these policies into place. They fact-checked all these stories. They suppressed these stories. They locked New York Post out of its Twitter. Twitter put this you know new retweet function in where you have to press three times to retweet, which – magically went back to normal yesterday now that their preferred candidate won. Yeah. The whole thing is just so corrupt. So corrupt. And we find out also yesterday that the intelligence community was set to release its report on foreign threats to the 2020 election and who meddled in our election. But there's some deep staters that don't want China to be included in that. Hmm. I wonder why. Hmm. Well, our guy there, Director of National Intelligence John Radcliffe, says absolutely that China was the primary meddler and uh, – what do you want to call it? Election influencing? Yeah. Peddling. They were, Influence peddling. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they were the primary one. And what a surprise because it's their asset, Joe Biden, that now will be in the White House. Yeah. I mean you, you, can't, know, you can't, can't make this up. <laughs> it really – like you said the other day, it's really – Manchurian candidate it is. thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, so we find out also. And there's no Frank Sinatra to save us, though. <laughs> <laughs> we also find out more about Eric Swalwell and his relationship with the Chinese spy uh, Fang Fang. Yellow fever. He did have yellow fever. Yeah. Basically, now Rand Paul is going after Eric Swalwell because. 
he should be stepping down from the Intel committee. I just can't believe that he hasn't yet. Yeah. Realistically, I think he should resign as a member of Congress for the infiltration that occurred here. But there's some interesting theories about that. Have you read that people think that, one, he hasn't because Nancy Pelosi needs the vote mm-hmm. to become speaker again? Yeah. Or also that she is compromised. Nancy? Yeah. Was Nancy getting by Fang Fang? <laughs> I don't think that's how it went down. But <laughs> That would be some interesting right there. Oh, my God. But isn't there an interesting pattern with all these California politicians oh, yeah. being involved with the Chinese? Nancy, Swalwell, you had Diane Newsom. Fe- Di- Newsom. <laughs> Feinstein had a spy in her, on her, in her, not her Senate office, but I think her district office, right? For like 20-something odd years. Yeah. Yep. Her driver or something like that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's take a listen to what Rand Paul has to say. Final thought on Eric Swalwell. Now a growing call from many Republicans who believe he should be removed from the House Intelligence Committee till they get more answers on his involvement with that suspected Chinese spy and whether or not he's compromised. Yeah, I think to be careful and to cautious, he should actually resign from the Intelligence Committee. If he's not willing to do that, he should be removed from the Intelligence Committee. But I also think that uh, what hypocrisy. This is the guy that was hurling stones and accusations, all kinds of false accusations at President Trump. Oh, he's controlled by spies and this and that. He was the most over-the-top critic of President Trump on Russia collusion, and it turns out he's sleeping with a Chinese spy. I mean, my goodness, the hypocrisy, it's appalling, and he really should be red-faced and ashamed of himself and really probably ought to just resign from Congress. And he's right. The hypocrisy, right? For them to lob these accusations that Trump was a Russian asset and spy with no evidence. And now we have these mounds of evidence that Democrat politicians have been totally infiltrated by By the Chinese. In the Chinese. The Chinese own the Biden crime syndicate. Yeah. All of this mound of evidence, of real hard evidence, and in Eric Swalwell's case, very hard evidence. (laughs) Penetrating evidence. Oh, my God. (laughs) That hardcore action. They're owned by these people. Yeah. And these are the people that are going to be in charge. I mean, it's – it really is a movie that we're living in right now. And it's not going to end well. I really don't think it's going to end well. One might say that maybe the military should do something about this. But, you know, that's just me. (laughs) Classic, man. That's just me. (laughs) Oh, man. Let's talk about uh, Pete Boot Edge Edge. They say Edge Edge. 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 And, uh, you know, I want to talk about him for two reasons. So, first off, did you know... That he's going to be the first openly gay cabinet secretary? Wait a minute. Huh. I had no... So Richard Grinnell is is a fake gay. I guess so. He's fake. He's, he's, guess so. Richard Grinnell is gay for pay, apparently. Yeah, you That's know... That's ridiculous. Of course, n- of course, though. Of course the media goes that route. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's not like uh, that there was a ceremony at the White House when Grinnell left his position where Trump gave him his cabinet room seat because it was so historic. You know, how could they miss that story, right? Oh, and remember the first uh, female communications team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, President Trump did that too. Yeah. So A lot of firsts. This whole thing ignored. is ridiculous. And yeah. the fact that Buttigieg is even going to be transportation secretary, yeah. it's f***ing amateur hour. I know. I mean, it's it's totally absurd. What did he? Well, okay, I, I, I was about to say, what did Buttigieg do to earn this? And I'm just like, he has, wait, he dropped out along with Amy Klobuchar. Yeah, and they and they unified that that wing of the party behind because because his supporters and Amy's supporters were probably gonna go to Biden if they, if they both had dropped out. So yeah, they reduced the field. And they allowed the support to coalesce around. Because remember, right after that happened, it was the Biden steamroller in terms mm-hmm. of the primaries. It was like pretty much over. So Well, you know why? So does, does, what, what does Amy get? Amy needs to get something for that. Well, it was hilarious because she actually uh, liked a tweet yeah. that basically inferred or blatantly said that Buttigieg was unqualified for this position. Oh, wow. I guess she didn't know that people could see the tweets that yeah, she oh likes. What a moron. Yeah. But is that, it, is that still up there? Uh, people took screenshots, yeah. <laughs> So you should write about that. Yeah, I probably should. But you know what uh, the reasoning was that he's qualified to be transportation secretary? Mm. It's because he has a, quote, personal love of transportation, recounting train trips on Amtrak while in college. 
oh my God, guys, he took a f***ing train, so he's qualified to be transportation secretary. Oh, oh, and he also proposed to his husband in an airport terminal. Ugh. And this was a serious tweet that he loves to play a board game where you buy up railroads. What is going on here? Yeah. So I guess by that standard, I'd be qualified to be head of the ATF yeah. because I love all of those things. You know, it's it's just totally fucking absurd. Yeah. And let's keep in mind that in 2019 in South yeah. Bend, yeah. they had quote the worst pothole situation in the state. Oh, and after he failed to fix it, you remember that Domino's ad campaign where they were talking about fixing potholes? Yeah. You know where that originated? South Bend. Oh, my God. Yep. So we got a great transportation infrastructure coming our way. And the other day when he talked, all he could talk about was fucking climate change. Yeah. So we're really in for a great, great situation That's not not something that that, that, – that's not a patron's job. You know what I'm trying to say? Like that that, that, – No, that's that's someone who should know what the – Exactly. That's a big deal. Uh, I mean, like, like, like we said last episode, like that's like the cardiologist for the the domestic economy in terms of transportation, yeah. how things move. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, it's not like like in Pennsylvania, being a commissioner on the uh, Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission is considered like a patronage. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, for like, sure. Same thing in know, New Jersey. Yeah, there's a joke. You know that there, there, there's a commissioner for every mile of the turnpike, right? Yeah. But because you know, it's what it, this is not that. I just yeah. I don't I don't know. It's he ridiculous. Might, it, it, I, know, I mean, it, yeah. It's just crazy stuff. I mean, well the, the people that are... sock puppets and a beanie baby there, honestly. Exactly. The people that are being gathered for this administration check off a lot of boxes. Yeah. They're warmongers. They're inherently corrupt. They're the deep state establishment elite. Yep. And, and or, yeah. they're completely unqualified for yeah. the position. It's the swamp. The swamp is back. Yep. They're all, they've, they've, they're all fixtures of D.C., and not to mention, we we, 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 we did actually, we did mention this in past episodes. They are loaded with a lot of anti-free speech zealots. Yep. That transition team is like the Reichstag. Oh, yeah. It's filled with big it's tech It's filled officials. with Nazis. Yeah. I'll say it. It's filled with a bunch of fucking, like, you know, anti-free speech Nazis on there. And I don't, you know, do you think Joe is going to be able to, you know... <laughs> yeah, fend, fend off these people. He does, he's going by day sixty five. He's going to get rolled. Yeah. Well, you know what'll be interesting. I was talking about this the other day with yeah. one of my friends. Is that it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, the court battles shape up. Because you remember at the beginning of the Trump administration, before we remade the judiciary, yeah. it was always you know national injunction, national injunction. You know, the liberal judges and, and yeah. stopping everything we wanted to do, yeah. which was – our stuff was actually constitutional. They're going to try to yeah. do unconstitutional yeah. stuff. You know, it's going to be that battle with the conservative courts. Yeah. Like is – are they actually going to do something these conservative courts, which we, you know we're relying on and they've done nothing for the election stuff? Or are they just going to you know get rolled by the deep state as usual? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Speaking of law enforcement officials – Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro, who we know is a piece of shit and actively took part in the rigging of Pennsylvania for Joe Biden. I mean, you know, he was the guy who said two days before, oh, there's no doubt that Joe Biden's going to win Pennsylvania. (laughs) And which is a normal political thing to say, but not in the way he said it. You remember what happened with him. He was basically like, you know. We're gonna we're gonna take care of it. Yeah, you know, it was mob esque. Yeah, um, it was it was like it was it was like the Kennedys. It was like yeah. Joseph Patrick yeah. Kennedy Senior. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna pay for a landslide. Yeah, you know. In the well, this guy election. is you know this guy is so hardcore that the other night he was wetting his panties when the My Pillow ad came on TV. He tweeted, "That awful My Pillow guy just came on while our family is watching the Sixers game together." Lori and I yelled at the TV and told the kids to avert their eyes because there was inappropriate content on the screen. Ugh. I think he was probably just making a bad joke. I mean, people right? responded and he acted serious about oh, it. Wow. Well, then I he mean, told him then he's a bigger loser ever. But unfortunately, he's probably going to be the next governor of Pennsylvania. Oh, God. Well, the reason I put this in here is because yeah. he got triggered. Yeah, so, yeah, tri- yeah, yeah that's triggered. Right. Yeah, yeah. Triggered. Yeah. Um, Did he, um, why was he watching the Sixers game? Aren't the Sixers terrible? I mean, I don't know. He's just like 
The, the guy I is, mean, they are a couple free agency signings away from being good again, so... Well, that's what they said last time, too. <laughs> <That's> so. <laughs> I also don't watch the NBA because they're a bunch of anti Oh, I don't... But I just I just like to keep tra- I mean I just yeah. keep track of the 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 you know the how how the season's going in terms of the win loss column who's winning the, uh, mm-hmm. the conferences and whatnot divisions but I don't I don't watch it for, per se well except for one I I, I do <laughs> believe it or not the Milwaukee Bucks because I like Giannis yeah he just got his supermax contract yeah two hundred twenty eight million for five years and you know what he doesn't really get all that political he just plays ball Kawhi Leonard another one has yeah. no social media presence like to keep likes to keep his Personal life, private, is very uh, hardly ever gives interviews. He's very you know de- you know he's stoic. Yeah, because, some of them are good with because, that because you know he likes to leave it out on the court, yeah. and you know he won a championship with the Raptors. So some now, I mean he's not with the Clippers, that. but you know what I'm trying to say. It's like yeah, some of them are good with that. Promise, but overall, they're promise King James gets all the media attention. So. Yeah, I hate the NBA. Yeah. Real quickly before we hit our last topic, did you see now that uh, we had of course Thomas Jefferson and George Mason schools here in Northern Virginia mm-hmm. renaming because you know God forbid. Yeah. And now they're going after Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, in San Francisco, the <gasps> a- Abraham Lincoln High School in the San Francisco Bay Area is renaming it because quote he didn't care about Black Lives enough. Uh, uh th- th- yeah. Uh. Yeah. He only guided us to you know passing the Thirteenth Amendment and uh, winning the Civil War and yeah maybe uh, these people need to go through yeah. the education system again yeah. I mean are they f- serious everybody I mean honestly they though those kids and they're in high school they can read it they should read Doris Kearns Goodwin's Team of Rivals mm-hmm. it's a long ass book but I mean it just shows that they'll probably never be a political genius of the caliber of of Lincoln I mean yeah and then he got shot in the back I mean of the, the head. amount of fact <laughs> I mean not just the Democrats but like the the, the you know. The factions within the the Republican Party. I mean, yeah, the the radical Republican wing that didn't trust them. Uh, anyway, sorry. Nothing's I, ever I, I, enough. I, yeah, no. I, I, I sorry. I, That's I, I the moral of the story there. is nothing yeah, is ever enough, ever enough for these and people. And then most of their was about how uh, the Homestead Act and how he treated uh, you know in, na- uh, Native Americans during this during his presidency. I'm just like oh. I'm sorry. The whole Native American he was, thing. He was fighting the Civil War, and also it's not like any we, no one liked the Indians at the time. That, yeah. that was the whole – I mean – The whole Native American thing is ridiculous, <laughs> okay? Because first off, get the f*** over it. Yeah, yeah. Secondly, yeah. they weren't saints. Yeah. The conflict was from both sides, yeah. okay? The Indians were killing – There are fine killing... people on both sides. Yeah. It, in this case, that actually <laughs> applies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Indians were killing the whites too. Yeah. You know, that's what happens yeah. here. I mean – There was a clash of civilizations – and the ironic part One is that side lost. all of this is white people. I know. I know. Oh, oh yeah. It's not even yeah. black activists. Yeah. Of course you have, yeah. you know, they put the token black activists yeah. in to make it look like it's oh, black. Yeah. But if you go to New York City, all those BLM protests, all organized, all helmed by, by white liberals. Yep. Very problematic. That's like that's like the National Organization of Women being totally run by a bunch of dudes. Yep. Like you can't have that. Yep. I mean, you could. It's America. But you can't have that for obvious reasons. But just like mm-hmm. – I mean, just stop. Just stop. This is how people thought at the time. Not saying it was good. Not saying it was oh, acceptable. Oh, I say it was good. But, no, no. Well, I mean, no, at I the say time, it was, good. it was. We crushed the Indians and rightfully so. We took <laughs> we what crushed, was rightfully ours, okay? I'll say it. I don't give a yeah. Because you know what? The revisionist history – but that's the is, point, though. Right. The point is that they're trying to they're trying to put a twenty first century like prism through thing through through situations and socio political you know moments in time in our history that just weren't applicable. You know, it's blatant anti Americanism, yeah. and when it comes to Columbus Day, it's blatant anti Italian Americanism. Yeah, don't touch those statues. Yeah. These people yeah. out of control. Listen, that's how things were at the time. Was it you know, just how things were? Deal with it. We, we, we have moved on as a society. We've gotten more, you know, it's yeah. live and learn. Don't repeat. That's the point. It's not, oh my God, that's so bad. Let's go back and just erase everything and make mm-hmm. and pretend like it didn't happen. And down in Georgia, you have uh, Sorry, Raphael <laughs> Warnock, who's yeah. anti-white. That yeah. doesn't get nearly as much attention as it should. And he's good friends with uh, Farrakhan. Yeah. And um, was uh, good buddies with the late Fidel Castro, I yeah, believe, right? Yeah, he's basically a communist. Yeah. But basically, uh, with less than three weeks to go until the Georgia Senate runoff, now uh, Michael Bloomberg's Every Town for Gun Safety and Moms Demand Action are flooding the state with money. The Brady campaign is dumping big money into the state. And they're seeing this 
as the votes for gun control. And, uh, you know, basically the full gun control agenda could quickly become reality if we lose the Senate. Which is why the idea that Republicans should not vote in this runoff is so incredibly stupid. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I get that it's, you're pissed it's, at the it's system. It's crazy talk. It really I mean, it's also being peddled by people who are kind of nuts. Yeah, I get that you're pissed at the system. I'm pissed at the system too, yeah. but you still have to go vote. Yeah. And yeah, there's nothing to say that they couldn't fraud it away from us again, but that's not the reason you don't go vote. Yeah. We have to keep these yeah. – the Senate is the only thing left that will save us from total Democrat rule. Yeah. And the NRA we'll – and, and we'll tread water until we have a good – hopefully we have a good 2022 midterm season. Yeah, and I mean, then their their argument is that well, the Republicans stab us in the back anyway, and that may be that may be true. Yeah, but that is still a better option than total okay. Democrat yeah, rule. Yeah, and 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 these same people said the exact same thing after the twenty twelve primaries with Mitt Romney. With yeah, Mitt Romney, and they still voted for Mitt Romney. You know, well, they Just, say we need to teach them a lesson. They're not going to learn yeah, a lesson. Yeah. As as to the two who live in this area, I could tell you these people are incredibly corrupt. Yeah. They don't care about their constituents for most of them. Some yeah. of them do. Yeah. Very some of them do. Like but two. for most of them, <laughs> they you know, they look down upon average people. They're not going to be taught a lesson. Yeah. If they leave Congress, if they get voted out of Congress, you know what they do? They go to the private sector and they make more money. Yeah. So, you're only hurting yourself by yeah. doing this. And the NRA, after a very disappointing presidential campaign on their part, because they're dead broke, yeah. which is just ridiculous. Well, they have – is people are going to jail. Probably. <laughs> uh, I heard that Trump Jr. might try to take over the NRA, which oh, I would love nothing more yeah. than that. That'd be uh, great. They finally put an ad out in Georgia. Uh, let's take a listen to that. Total control. That's what D.C. liberals and radical gun control groups want. But they need John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock in the Senate to get it. The power to stop anti-gun liberals is in your hands, Georgia. Defeat Ossoff and Warnock. We got to hit the ground running, folks. We got three weeks to go. It's do or die. If we hold the Senate, it's a two-year stay of execution until we can gain the Congress back and hopefully win the White House. Yeah. but And maybe impeach Joe Biden because by that time the Hunter Biden stuff is going to be fully flushed out. Yeah. Then. Well, then that's they, a story. I know we didn't talk about it today, but you know that's a story. I mean that more things keep trickling well, out Well, you know what's fucking... saving him in that case? Kamala. Yeah, no. Nobody wants her in charge. That's true. I'd rather him than her. Yeah. <laughs> but with a Republican Congress, Kamala Harris really is just a caretaker. You know? Yeah, I mean, but I with, also, with, with, I mean, you know for a fact that not like like even Squish City Mitt Romney's not going to say anything nice about what she wants to do. Yeah, you know, but She's I think even, you know, yeah, I think the case is you're not going to have the votes to do that because it's the lesser of two evils. That's, yeah, that's true. Would you prefer? But there'll be sure should be be proper congressional investigations into this. Nothing's going to happen. I know. But Does yeah. anything ever happen to these people? Well. When has the when have Democrats true. I ever will say, paid consequences? That's true. But for townhall.com, we'll get a lot of traffic. Well, yeah. <laughs> but they're, yeah. they're they never have consequences There's for what no, they do. No, and that's true. part of the issue with the trust yeah. in the system. And if there is consequences, it's like they get like a slap on the wrist, a five hundred dollar yeah. fine, some community service, and maybe what, like a week in jail? Yeah. If that it is true, you it, know, and I mean, it's the it's the whole thing. It's the two two separate rules, and yeah. now two. Yeah. But also, you're getting to the point of another the the, the sublayer to that, which is the two separate justice systems with with the yeah. stuff. So there's a push for a special counsel when it comes to the Hunter Biden China stuff, which I would like to see. Probably should we'll, be. We'll see I if mean, that that's happens. actually legit. But I will say, sorry, the the NRA ad great, but like we said, they're in trouble, and this is why. And all due respect to the NRA. This is why we can't have just one big – like there needs to be multiple top dogs with regards to defending Second Amendment rights. Because look look, look what happens when, when the, the, the biggest you know, well, member the dominance, of this community gets into legal trouble. They, they're, they're completely sucked dry of funds. The dominance you know? works when you don't f*** it up. Well, that's the thing though. They f- it up. Yeah. I mean, and there are. I mean, here we have the Virginia Citizens Defense League, which is a great state-based group. Oh yeah, I'm Se- a member. Second Amendment Foundation is great. Cal Gun Foundation is great. Like, but they they don't have the resources to do like a national. But they'll effort. never have the resources. Well, remember we need to, we need to, the NRA but, is 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 old money. Yeah. Right. It's established. Well, I. I 
Okay. I'm none of saying, the other groups. In this, in none this of the other country groups, of ours, I, I highly doubt that, that that they're the only group that can get a national apparatus. None of the other groups will ever meet that apparatus level. I'm just telling you, yeah, it is. Well, I'm maybe, not saying it's a good thing. Yeah, it's not a good thing. You but, know it's not a good thing. Look, but look what happened. Gun here. owners of America never will compete. No, national Shooting they Sports Foundation never, never will compete. Yeah, they can't. It's not the same. Yeah. What we need is a revitalization of the NRA. Because oh, no, no, I'm not. Oh, sorry. I, I wasn't saying that, that that they should die out because of this. We but need to this restore is what happens them. happens when we have. We them. need to restore them to the greatness. We do. That's and maybe really have doing. another, you know, maybe another loose loose confederation of. Well, the, the other, other ones groups. exist. They've yeah. always existed. Yeah. The thing is, you're just never going to get that same. Maybe more. Maybe more collaboration. I don't know. You know, when I knew that the NRA was was when. My membership lapsed, and they didn't even tell me. Not oh, a single oh, email. Yeah, hold on. Not I a got, single email it. that said your membership has lapsed or your renewal is coming up. Nothing. I went in and it was like six months lapsed, and I'm like, oh, well, that would have been good to know. So, yeah. you know, they got to get good quality leadership in charge over there. And uh, I mean, Trump Jr. taking it over would be. I excellent. should probably check my status. So yeah, you might be lapsed. I I'm, so. I'm, I'm definitely lapsed. Yeah. So, all right, we'll be back here on Tuesday for another episode of Triggered, which will be the last episode of 2020. We're going to take a little uh, extended yeah. holiday we'll, hiatus. We'll be back in February, though, for you guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, ba- we'll <laughs> be back. back. We'll be back in February. We're taking January no, off. <laughs> no, we'll be back on January 5th, which coincidentally is the day of the Georgia runoff. So we will be back on that on that day after Georgia Christmas. voters, Georgia triggered listeners, vote, please vote. Gotta vote. Vote, Gotta vote. Republican. Early voting's open. Yeah. They registered a bunch of fake voters for the yeah. Democrats, so we have so to get, get out, out there and vote. And if since they're doing that, vote twice. <laughs> no, don't commit don't the do fraud. Because don't we, commit the fraud. Because unlike the Democrats, we're held accountable. Yeah, we are. So, but we'll have a GoFundMe for you if you <laughs> if you God. if you'd like to reach out. Of course, you can email us triggered at townhall.com. We'll be back here on Tuesday. For the last episode of 2020, uh, maybe we'll have a guest on. Uh, we'll see if uh, we could get our, our good friend Katie Pavlich on here. So we'll be back here on Tuesday. Hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll be rooting uh, for our uh, faithful fighting Irish this weekend. Yeah. Hopefully they can get a good win over Clemson and get into the Dude, college oh playoff. My God. If so. they win, if they beat Clemson twice, yeah, well, the, the whole course, playoff yeah. is in yeah. chaos. Yeah. I love it. But... Yeah. All right, all right. I got to yeah, eat lunch. I, I, I got to eat lunch. Yeah, I got to <laughs> piss. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back here next week for another episode of Later.